into the contest. It's Friday the 21st of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, you are very hopeful that the school holidays may get extended. You you don't want the kids to go back for weeks and weeks, do you? <laughs> no, you've got to be kidding, don't you, mate? It's hard. It's um, It's been fun with the kids, but uh, yeah, I need them to go back to school, mate. They've got to learn, you know? They actually do have to go back to school. <laughs> now, today on the show, we are joined by Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker, and we have a man on debut, Melbourne comedian Luke Muller will be here as well. He's all across the EPL, the UFC, so much to talk about. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, main hair care. So Nick Kyrgios went down in four sets, so much promise in that third set when he came back and won it, but uh, code violations, he started that final game one point down, it was such a curious display, wasn't it, uh, Shane? Yeah, it was, mate. He's very consistent in this way that um, look, so much hope. And I, I've been his biggest supporter for many years. I'd still like to see the guy win it. I, I do enjoy watching him play. He is great entertainment. Um, but, you know, he just can't win from a defensive position. Medvedev is like a, a metronome out there and was just really big serves and didn't really give him a chance at all. Um, but he needs to get back into the game. He did that in the third set, coming back, and then just key points, as you said, smashed his racket and and just really, really hard. When, when you're playing against these really consistent players, and, and I don't think Nick's fitness, he was trying to go for a lot shorter points, um, which then brings more errors to his game. So, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a lot to work on if he's going to compete with someone like a Medvedev in the future because they are so consistent. There's only two or three real points in a game that you, have, you need to win. And and fortunately, he's not he's not winning those points. Yeah, Medvedev, he was showing a uh, a little disdain for some of the the crowd noise in the interview afterwards. He he was a little pissed off. He, he got happier by the end of the interview, but uh, you know he thought that they were booing him in between his first and second serve. Jim Courier was saying no, they're just doing the that 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 noise they make um, in and around Ronaldo. So look, he was fine by the end of the interview, but uh, look, the, it really is set up nicely this. Open, so we'll watch that with interest. I'd love to get Shad Wicker's view exactly what he thinks of Nick Kyrgios. He is next on Afternoon Sport. Love this time of day. I love this day itself. It's a Friday. That means it's Shad Wicker time. Brisbane comedian. Loves his sport. Knows his sport. Shad, how are you? Nick Kyrgios, he frustrates the living out of me. Oh, mate. It was a tough one to watch it against Medvedev last night, wasn't it? You always feel like when you watch Kyrgios, you're like, man, if you just kind of bunker down a little bit, 
mm. you know, kept your eye on the prize, then you may have been able to make a good run of this. I mean, he was he just turned it around in the set before, and then it all just fell apart in the fourth. Hey, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you you and I were talking off air, and Demonor is uh, is the one to watch now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Kyrgios is getting older too, and he doesn't have a coach, which is why I think a lot of these kinds of um, you know, falling apart late in the in the matches kind of happens. But the demon, on the other hand, mm. put all of your money on the demon right now. He is on such a good run, and his side of the draw in the open, if you if you're not aware, has already lost some of its top seeds from withdrawals and upsets. So I mean, for mm. the demons run into the fourth round and even into the finals, he could uh, po- quite possibly play Sinner in the next round, which would be the next seeded mm. player. But this, uh, the guy that Sinner's playing, uh, Daniel, actually beat Murray in straight sets yesterday. So there could be a world, a scenario where the demon doesn't even play a seeded player until he has to possibly take on Sitsipas. Wouldn't it be amazing to have Nick Kyrgios' talent and Demonar's talent together? Like Kyrgios is a great front runner. Demonar can win from a defensive position, and uh, that's one thing Nick just can't do. And uh, yeah, hopefully, mate, fingers crossed there. Now, what about the? Uh, let's go to the NBA. Uh, Simmons, and he could sit out the whole season now. Uh, we're talking about Ben Simmons, mate. Ben Simmons is the interesting, probably one of the best stories for Australia in terms of uh, NBA, in terms of intriguing stories. This guy's obviously sitting out trying to find a new team at the moment. He doesn't want to play for the 76ers and he is eating it in terms of his uh, hip, hip pocket at the moment sitting out. This guy gets fined for every game he misses, every practice he misses, uh, every team meeting he misses, and he's determined to get out of the Sixers. Mm. But the thing that I respect is the 76ers are not willing to take anything less than top-tier talent. And they've proved it just this past week. They were offered a massive uh, trade package for Ben Simmons, and they said no. It was the Sacramento Kings. Everyone thinks is the most likely team to be able to grab Ben Simmons because they have a lot more talent and a lot more pieces to give up. But this is the package. Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton, Harrison Barnes, and two first-round picks in exchange for Simmons – Tobias Harris, who's a big mm. cap issue for the 76ers, and Matisse Thibel. And, th- and this is not a bad package for both teams. I mean, it gets the Sacramento Kings something that will keep them a little bit more competitive. I mean, you do end up with Ben Simmons who can't shoot, but anyway. Um, but they actually knocked it back because they still don't get the all-star player that the 76ers are demanding. And it is looking like, and I would not be surprised, if Ben Simmons is just sitting out this season because Feb 10 is not that far away in terms of sporting world and if he mm. rolls around that is it he's sitting on the sidelines yet again oh yeah he's not off to Centrelink though is he, he put a 1.3 million dollar ring on his fiance's finger so he's still got plenty of coin in the bank it's going to be interesting to see how that all finishes another name that you mentioned in there Matisse Thibel who was one of the stars for Australia at the Olympic Games and of course he'll be there in France in a couple of years' time. Now, uh, just finally, and, and certainly uh, not least importantly, the NFL playoffs, it's its on. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had a week to recover from my Cowboys absolutely shitting the bed last mm, yeah. week against San Francisco. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to, but heads should roll and it won't happen. But anyway, moving forward, this is uh, one hell of a season. I think it's been a while since we've seen this much, uh, I guess, like pretty much parity across this level of the Mm. playoffs. Um, Mm. You've got Green Bay Packers at the top, obviously looking great. One of the scariest things about the Packers, guys, Aaron Rodgers has just won back-to-back MVPs. Um, And when you think two years ago, his team drafted a rookie, traded up in the first round to get a rookie quarterback, everyone thought he was done. The guys come back and played two back-to-back MVP seasons. But not only that, the Green Bay Packers are welcoming back 
players that are pro bowl level players that have been injured for most of the season and it's on defense. So they are looking pretty mean at the moment in terms of a team to beat the chiefs are on a roll as well. The two teams that are favorites Buffalo bills could break the massive drought of super bowls. Probably one of the franchises have the worst and most amount of heartbreak when it comes to trying to get to a Super Bowl, they've lost every single one they've been to. My Dallas Cowboys has beaten the majority of them. Um, but I've got to say, two dark horses that aren't getting enough hype, in my view, okay? One yeah. we are hearing about is definitely the Bengals, Joe Burrow, huge. And the other would be, and you, I don't know, you may have forgotten they're even in the playoffs, but it's the number one seed for the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Wow. Yeah, you completely forget that they're in there, but they were the number one seed. They had the bye, 12 and 5 record, and they welcomed back the one of the greatest running backs uh, around as well to try and break some records and hopefully get themselves into a Super Bowl. Mate, can Tampa Bay come through again? I know they've got Brady, but he's been sacked quite a lot. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, who's the least pressured quarterback in the competition. Uh, has Brady got the team around him this year? It doesn't, doesn't appear so. I think the, the biggest issue for Brady is going to be um, that rookie Tristan Wirfs that they got to be left tackle that really helped him last year. Well, he's in his second year now. Um, he's got an offensive line that's been really banged up and a lot of wide receivers have lost two very big wide receivers. Now, we do always say this about Brady every time. Oh, man, is he going to get through? Do they have the yeah. weapons? Blah, blah, blah. Mate, the guy's still through for the most touchdowns this year and the most mm. yards this year, and he only just missed out on the MVP. So, I mean, you can never count out Brady. But the Rams are on some hot streak at the moment. And how's this for a crazy fact? Sean McVay, who's the coach of the Rams, 35 years old, okay? Mm. McFleur, who's the coach of Green Bay Packers, 44 years old. Kyle Shanahan, who's the coach of the San Francisco 49ers, 45 years old, uh, 44 years old. Tom Brady is older than all of them. <laughs> so these are the guys he's going to have to play to try and win a Super Bowl, yeah. and he's older than all of them. He's got more knowledge and experience and trophies. Well, there's plenty of couch potato stuff over the next few days to, to, to keep us all entertained. Shad, we'll do it all again next Friday. No worries, guys. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, all the latest UFC. We'll also check in on the EPL award-winning Melbourne comedian. It's Luca Muller. All right, it is great to have a new face, a new voice on Afternoon Sport. Of course, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. How are you, Luca? Good, good, boys. How are you? Thanks for having me. Luca, thanks for joining the show, mate. Now, I believe you're a, you're a Melbourne Demons fan. Let's start with that. Yes, absolutely. So, for the first time in my life, it's actually a good thing to be a Demons fan, and it's been a long wait. Well, we'll take us back to that moment in Western Australia. It was quite ironic that the Melbourne Demons would win their first premiership in Western Australia when no one could go. Of course, the <laughs> Premiership before the one they won last year was way back in 1964 before decibel currency came in. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was almost glad that it was uh, that I couldn't be there in person because I got to just be alone and process my emotions and <laughs> not freak anyone out. It was kind of nice. I'm normally alone processing information too, but hey, um, he crossed the Jordan Dugowie story, mate. He's um, I think he's been well, not let off, but there's no criminal prosecution against him. Um, second degree harassment. Yeah, I saw that last night. So yeah, he pled guilty to some of the charges and I think reached an agreement. Um, and yeah, he's essentially been allowed back onto the Collingwood list, but with some provisions. So I think he'll be uh, he'll be in touch with mental health professionals every week, which is probably for the best. And he's doing some community service as well. So 
yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds through the season, I think. Yeah, let's hope he does turn the corner because he's just 25. He he hit the scene with so much ability, so much talent, and he's just got himself into trouble. Uh, so it, I don't know if it's his last chance, but it's very, very close for Jordan to go. Uh, now let's look at the UFC heading overseas, mate. And um, look, for a lot of people that aren't familiar with, with this sport, it has grown immeasurably over the past few years and, and we've got a a super heavyweight title blockbuster coming up but uh, tell us all about it yeah this uh, this sunday morning an absolute cracker of a fight i personally can't think of a better way to start my sunday morning than watching two blokes in their underwear punch each other in the head but uh <laughs> that's why i'll be having my toast with some vegemite and violence this sunday uh big big heavyweight title fight francis Ngannou against cyril Garn. um this is massive maybe they're not the huge you know conor mcgregor style names but i reckon and personally, this is probably the best heavyweight title fight in the history of the sport. This is sort of your Ali Frazier, your Tyson Lewis. This is this is big stuff. They're both um, have legit one punch knockout power, super well rounded. They both speak French, so it just doesn't get better than this. You know, this is this is big. <laughs> Who are you tipping? Uh, I'm on Ngannou. I think probably a, maybe a KO in round deux. I would say. <laughs> nice. If that's not enough to get you interested. Uh, it's also kind of intriguing. Ngannou's pretty much sort of fighting for his uh, for his job here. He's just just about on the verge of breaking through to becoming a mainstream star. He's actually in the ne- in the next uh, Jackass movie. I think punching Steve-O in the old uh, lower abdomen or something like that. He'll be doing um, the solar plexus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's very popular. But he sort of has a history of clashing with Dana White and the UFC management and stuff. So if he wins, they're going to have no choice but to open the checkbook and keep him around. But if he loses, they'll be looking to move him on. And you know, after his value drops like that, so it's going to be interesting watching him fight for a title and for a job as well. Like, like much of the sport, EPL, the, the English Premier League, has been smashed by this Omicron surge in, in COVID. But um, <laughs> so games of have started, the games have been cancelled, but um, an interesting weekend, this one. Yeah, very interesting. Like you say, a fair few games uh, getting postponed over in the EPL, this COVID and regular injuries and the African Cup of Nations is on at the moment, so a lot of clubs are struggling to get a team out there, but there's a handful of games going ahead, and my pick of them would be Norwich against Watford, that's uh, Saturday morning, our time, and on paper, it's 17th versus 18th on the ladder, so you might not be too interested in it, but they're two good teams, they're fun teams, play aggressive football, and they both sort of dominate in the second tier, but are never quite good enough for the Premier League, but this is a straight-up relegation battle, it's just about as simple as if you win, you stay up, and if you lose, you go down, so there's a lot on the line, if you like watching men desperate to say their jobs, it's a good weekend for you. 100%. And uh, the numbers are huge. The financial impact when you get relegated is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it means a lot, um, you know, not just for their season this season, but for the years going ahead and all that. It's very important. So how did you process the Melbourne Demons winning the Premiership? How did you get through that, mate? Um, How did I get through it? Like it was a rough time. (laughs) Um, No, that was a lot of me uh, drinking beers alone in in the lounge room and calling my Melbourne Demons supporting mates until about two in the morning that morning. It was bloody beautiful. Are you thinking yeah. they'll go back-to-back? Oh, fingers crossed. I'm trying not to jinx it too much or anything, but, it, I mean, it looks good. Not too many changes to the list over summer and all that, so I reckon we'll be up there again. Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe book a uh, holiday in Perth that time of year just in case. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. I might head over now, get in early. <laughs> yeah, if you can get there. Good on you, Luke. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And a big thank you to Shad Wicker, Luke Muller, and of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.